Previously on Heroes of the Hydean Way, four travelers salvaged a ship and started a quest that sent them across the galaxy after the legacy of Solja Ward. On a jungle planet, they stood against a fallen learner, lost in the shadows of his own despair. On a planet of mist, they were pursued by a man of violence, nearly falling to his blade. On a planet of water, they pondered the path they chose to tread and the feet that went before. Surely many decisions await, but Hillary and Koba found their ride, Skip prepped snacks, and Kesh got a bead on Ward. It's time to fly. Join them this week as they shoot for the stars. Welcome to Heroes of the Hydean Way. This is a Star Wars actual play podcast, and we're playing in Fantasy Flight Games' Force and Destiny system, with an adventure inspired by the Chronicles of the Gatekeeper, as developed by Tim Cox and Max Brook. This is Act 3, Episode 9, and I'm Ben, the GM for this adventure. I'm Kesh, the Trandoshan mystic seer and Neiman disciple, and uh, Christine forgot to write a bit for this week. And realized it, like, right now. I'm Koba, the Doug Sentinel investigator and Sheehan expert. And uh, Brandon never had to write bits. He just... Well... Improvised off the cuff. Brandon is a much better improviser than Christine is. I don't think that's true. Hmm. And and I'm Skip, the uh, the Kalaran Seeker Hermit. And uh, and Ren is very proud of Brandon for having remembered to eat before today's adventure. What? <laughs> the bar is really low, as you can tell. Well, uh, Christine is proud of Brandon, too. And I feel like we're old Gand now. <laughs> and uh, hello, I'm Hilary Alorek. You know, Lord, hi, Lord, over here, doing my sagely teacher thing. Um, and Leslie is just jazzed to be on the show. <laughs> to learn more about our heroes, we get one task and another question. And it is now Koba's turn. Uh, um. <laughs> wait, wait, where's that improvisation, Brandon? I wasn't talking about this part. Uh-huh. I'm sensing a lot of hostility today. Maybe we should I'm all just take a breath. I'm sensing a complete lack of spreadsheets like somebody has. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. Look, I don't even own a data pad, Skip. That's Koba shoves his data pad under a thing. <laughs> well, well, Koba, what you're supposed to do is you're you're supposed to ask, you know, what you what you want to know about them. I mean, or sometimes. Ask you'd, something that you know is going to just throw them off. You, you'd you think that asking questions was kind of my thing, being, you know, an investigator. An investigator. Yeah, I, I would have thought that too, but. Yeah. Oh, well, then just, just ask an investigative kind of question, like, where were you on the night of, you know, whatever. I mean, we, we have been split up for a little while. Maybe That's it's more true. of the assumptive investigating. You know, I haven't I haven't distrusted any of your uh, reasons for going on that vacation where we met in the first place enough, I think. Which which your? That was not specific, and I am wholly innocent. I, I that's the plural your, that's the all of you. Oh well oh. uh I it, it was Hillary's fault. Oh I see. Well, that wasn't very kind. Wait, you're the one, you're the one who wanted to go. 
Well, yes. It's giant mushrooms. I'm, I was more interested in the predators than the mushrooms, but... And you know what we you saw? You said it wasn't going to be a hunting trip. Pretty sure the only thing those those kids hunted were mushrooms, if you know what I mean. <laughs> they seemed entirely at peace with the universe. Well, well, I was just sort of along for the ride because, you know, the sort of way that I was traveling around the universe for a while was just, you know, go on really cheap trips that have, you know, all, all things included, like lodging and food. So that was just sort of, you know, one stop on the old hitchhiking around the galaxy kind of thing. On the old skip train. Gosh, you know, I think I forgot a towel. That's that's not a good thing. You should always know where that is. I know. You know there's one thing, Skip, that's kind of bothering me. Mm-hmm. Most people, when they start hitchhiking, they'd, they'd have a destination in mind, or at least a goal or something. How else do you figure out who whose freighter you should hop into the passenger seat of? But I don't think you've met that many hitchhikers, then, Koba. You, you, you seem to not have that. No, you know, the, I, I've heard some people say that the journey is kind of the destination. So I think that's my approach to life. Okay, so let me remember to do my other job here. <laughs> Get us All back right, on Mom. track. Our destiny pool for this episode consists of two light side points and four dark side points. So uh, start thinking of uses for them, Ben. Yeah, I can't think of anything that would cause dark side use that's happened in the last two episodes. Nothing at all. Well, I only know what happened in one of those episodes, and I legitimately can't think of anything that would cause it. So, yeah, we're fine. Now, boy, have we got news for you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm starting off with a question for Ren. Right. So, so, So did they all just take off or something because the last place that we we all left off together was when we were all working on the lightsabers there was work on the lightsabers and then there was a little bit after that where got to use them a tiny bit essentially a week has passed or thereabouts since the lightsabers were done some of it's been like fully healing up making sure that uh, L2 has been checking in with everyone who has been on the verge of death. So all of you, CMT R14 is uh, puttering around, trying to help everyone, trying to get everyone into a more Jedi-ish mindset and trying to deal with some of the stuff that happened on Jorah. So about a week has gone on. Everyone's sort of not exactly lost track of each other, but the place is kind of getting a bit old. My question is, what would Skip get up to after a week on that station? <laughs> um, I mean, there was all of that talk about foraging for different mushrooms and then different bugs for, for cash. Mm-hmm. So I think that... There's definitely at least one room that Skip has taken over with just having hung dead bugs and mushrooms from strings that they have laced across the the whole of the ceiling to start drying them. Skip is still in survival, survival prepper mode and is making sure that they have enough dried food for wherever it is that they're, they're going next. I think the inclination that Skip is feeling right now is to just try to be more prepared, try to be a little calmer, uh, less in everyone's way. Skip's a little in their own head right now. Um, Yeah. And training with the... All of you are getting at least a little bit of training with a lightsaber. Yeah, because I haven't picked what header I'm doing with that. Skip is in this room that they've taken over. And I'm thinking he's just brought in some more uh, mushrooms when all of a sudden, it's hard to say whether it's heard or felt. And it is a very low thump. And then another thump. And this is enough to cause everything to chatter on the 
the shelves. Everything that's hanging now is just bouncing on the end of its strings and starting to go side to side. It kind of feels like a somewhat regular earthquake as opposed to a normal earthquake, which is somewhat irregular. There is a pretty... Whatever is going on, it's something huge and is hitting the floor or the ground. Uh, Skip is going to walk out into the door frame and do that thing that people who don't necessarily know precisely why, but they're told to, you know, hunker down in the door frame for earthquakes and, and call out, Hey! hey! Does anyone know what that noise is? Cash? Kakoba? Hillary? Now, Cash did send Skip a couple of calm calls. Is this before or after all that? This would be just after all of the stuff Cash has gotten up to. This is somewhat during the stuff that Koba and Hillary got up to. So so the last thing you would have heard from Cash, Ren, is she did call Skip, letting Skip know she was going back down to like the utilities level, like the what the area where she got <laughs> electrocuted and stuff. <laughs> and to to come find her if she didn't check in within an hour. My question is, do our comms have the equivalent of, like, space voicemail? So that you can ignore them? I'm thinking yes. Okay. Then Skip is going to look down at, at their waist where, you know, they have a utility belt. And Skip's going to pull out their comm and kind of look at it and shake it, hold it up to their ear. Beep, beep. Shake it again and kind of hit it with the palm of their hand. And then a light turns on. Oh, I think I forgot to charge it. And then hit a button and listen to Kesha's voicemail, space voicemail. I'm heading into the lower level uh, again, staying far away from the generator. No repairs planned. Um, just seeking out the library in the meantime. Uh, but if you don't hear from me in an hour... Uh, Come looking again, please. Uh-oh. With pretty much every single room in this facility, there's at least some form of portal outside. Unless you're on the maintenance level, but only catch is silly enough to go down there. There has been, for the last week or so, you just looking outside, and it's dark. Like, they've got little bioluminescent animals that are floating around and a few bioluminescent plant-like beings that are on the sea floor, but otherwise it's darker than space because there's no stars out there. There's only been a little bit of glow off into the side and CMT R14 is saying that that's just their essentially running lights, like it's a little bluish-green glow underwater. Just serve to provide a tiny bit of light outside. Outside the portals have been the water-swept dunes. Nothing really more than a foot higher at the highest of the peaks. But now when you look at it, it looks like there's a dust storm out there. I guess it's a good thing Kesh didn't go out there. Then Skip is gonna try to calm Koba and Hillary. I would think that they're a little on the busy side at the moment. They may be able to answer, though. Then Skip is going to leave another space voicemail. <laughs> Just like, you know, the same one to either of them. Mm -hmm. Hey, you! Well, uh, I don't know if maybe you're off helping Kesh, if you also got Kesh's voicemail, but I didn't get it until just now, uh, so I'm going to go look for Kesh. I hope that you're already there, and, um... Everything's fine. There might have been some sort of quake, though. All right, bye. And it's at that point where another thump comes down and just everything rattles on all the counters. I don't like that. All right. Um, come on, Gudge. And we're going to go head down to where Skip thinks Cash probably went. 
I'm figuring on the way to the stairs to the lower level, you go out through the big galley slash common area, which also has a giant dome on the top that you can see out. To one side, there's things like the administrator's cabin, the airlock to go up. But on the other side, there's this giant dome that you can see things out of. Like, see the fish and all the different species that are out there just sort of swimming away. In this case, what I'd like to get is a two purple perception check. Or vigilance, whichever you prefer, from Skip. Okay, I'm going to turn that into one red, one purple, and use one of the multitudes of points that I've got. All right, then. So I'm rolling yellow, yellow, green, red, purple. And I have achieved three successes and an advantage. As another one of those falls happen, like this has been going on for a few minutes now, like a lot longer than most tectonic events happen. This is some giant thing stepping around. And as you're looking out through this glass, it's always been interesting to see. So yeah, now this time you're actually taking a look while you're going through the area. And you see the light outside is not really light enough to illuminate the whole thing. But you're pretty sure that you see a leg up to about mid-thigh with the amount of light that's out there. Like, detached from its body, or...? No, it's about 120 or so feet tall. Oh, okay. I was like, ooh, is this getting really gruesome here? Okay. Um... The leg itself is about 120 feet tall. That you can see. Mm. The foot itself is in a... Can't really see because it's in a cloud of silt and that that's been kicked up. Am I in a position where it seems like I'm very likely to about to be stepped on? No, it looks like it is stopped. The foot is relatively close to the edge of the underwater station, but it doesn't look like it has stepped on anything. In fact, the two legs have stopped, and it looks like it's now just standing, looming over this underwater station. Skip is going to get this expression on their face of just sort of starry-eyed, Wonder. Gutch. It's a giant. This is so cool! Well, now I think I know why, you know, there aren't that many people here. Giants. I should probably go find Gash. At this point, you are... F Could I get a force roll from Skip? Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's just rolling my force rating? Uh, three light side and one dark. From this being, you can feel a dark presence rolling off of it, almost like a cloud that's falling away from it. You can see that it's now seeing in this underwater darkness and looks to be squatting near the giant dome that you have been looking at. The question I've got is, if Skip is heading off uh, to the maintenance level, is Skip running? At this point, yeah. Could I get a... I guess it would be an athletics or a brawn check? Yeah. I guess resilience also works. What uh, difficulty are we looking at here? Right. Difficulty. I am going to go with... This one's going to be a hard check. I'm just going to do resilience because I've actually got a rank in it. The hard is three purple, so yellow, green, green. Wow. Hi, dice. I'm glad to see you... Uh like me tonight. Please, please keep going. I have three <laughs> successes and uh, two threat. My goodness. When you get down the stairs, there's the direction that the uh, generator room is in, and then the other direction. Cash had said that she was going off in the other direction. So as you start uh, running, you see a bit further down, there's these doors to the side. There's also a fairly large maintenance way where Landspeeder could probably slowly drive through. You can hear the click of Kesha's walking stick slash lightsaber as Kesha is continuing on. You are able to almost catch up to Kesh. Kesh has seems to have gone even further and is riding a single personal open lift up to the <laughs> hangar flooring level 
what is there before you is the workshop for the hangar. Mm. And there's a personal lift going up that's very unenclosed. As it's clearing about head height, you're seeing Kesh going up to the higher level. Through the entire hangar and workshop that you're in, you can hear the long dormant hydraulics opening doors and closing doors, very heavy, heavy movements of metal, and then the pumps of a airlock are going as it's pushing air into this airlock and getting water out. Then more grinding and gnashing of metal as the other doors open. And finally you hear a pretty large thump on the door from the airlock. It sounds like the corn that you had seen. This 300 foot tall corn has at least tried to smack the doorway to the airlock on the outside. And as they do, like everything in the workshop jumps up off of its bench by about two, three inches and then clatters back down. All right. So Skip sees Kesh going back up in the lift and then, you know, experiences what the quarant is doing. And is just going to to holler up in Kesha's general direction. Hey, I'm glad you're okay. Uh, I just got down here. Do I catch that, Ben? I'm thinking that you would be able to, like, barely hear that. Mm-hmm. I think between the gnashing of the airlock opening and the corn thumping on the outside of the hangar. It's almost drowned up, but not quite. So I only just got down here, but there there are sort of like levels of balcony type things, right? So I could maybe use my fancy jump powers to get back up quicker than I got down, possibly. Right now, you're under the main level of the hangar. Oh, okay, uh, okay. Air car was. But I'm going to go with like, yes, there is... Off to one side, there is a opening where there's a lot of machinery for refueling and that sort of stuff to happen, to come down. Like The main machines are down on this level of the hangar, but up where the airspeeder is, that's where all the hosing in that is. So there is several places where it's open that one could try and go up, just sort of either jumping, free climbing, that sort of thing. And I'm going to go with that there is at least one or two other of these somewhat slow-moving turbo lift things. So it's if I get at least to light side, I can do it without needing to dig into dark side, right? That's how it works? Okay. Then I got three uh, light side points. So yeah, Skip's going to try to jump. Just do a big old force leap up to try to catch up with Kish. You come down onto the uh, main hangar level. Standing before you, just off to the left, is Cash, who just heard you land. And then you can see, coming down through the weathered opening in the ceiling, you can see a familiar Githrock ship that is coming down and landing just across from the airspeeder. This is probably the most ostentatious Githrock 720 there is, on account of someone decided to chrome it. Oh. Did did you did you find the ship? Cash asks and skips the first person that she sees. Skip's just completely staring at this thing now, like wow. How how did it get here? She's gonna start moving towards the the truck once it's safely uh landed. <laughs> Safely landed. Yeah, that's, that's about to, I don't know how dignified a landing it was going to be. Skip's not ignoring Cash so much as just, you know, that scene in Jurassic Park where where they're just like slack jawed, like staring at the dinosaurs. This is this is Skip just yeah. staring at this ship. So is the ship 
if it seems especially unsteady or like it is going to have trouble landing, Cash will try to assist. They <laughs> <laughs> come for it. I, I don't know how well it will go, but she would try. Uh, so do you actually want to make that a roll? Uh, sure. Let's go with that. Not super good. I can't lift a ship with that. <laughs> so I guess I am going to. It's early, but what the heck? I'm going to go ahead and uh, use my natural mystic and re-roll that. See if I get anything better. (laughs) 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 Okay. um, So I'm going to flip a point, take the strain of the one conflict, because that would, when it gets to short range of me, I can at least help a touchdown by one pip to activate one to up the silhouette to two, the second one to get up the silhouette four. All right, and that is the silhouette that you need. Yep. So I'm thinking, yeah, it's coming in. It's not exactly the most graceful landing, and it does look like it was about to bounce. It touched down, at least with two of the three landing legs, and then started to bounce up again, and then you're able to get to settle down properly. Is that something that we would have noticed on the inside, that there was external assistance? I'm going to go with yes. Wait a minute, you're in that? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm figuring that you're going to pull Lorenzo with a landing, but then Mm -hmm. it suddenly stops trying to bounce and buck and settles down properly in a much more controlled fashion. Kova flips on, I assume the ship has this, the uh, external speaker. Totally would. Thanks for the assist, everybody on board. <laughs> Cash exchanges a l- look with Skip. That wasn't a question. <laughs> Do not want to be here any longer. What's he the really rush? Doesn't. It, he's, is he's there quite anything agitated? Well, we we should gather up some of the supplies. Yeah, Skip has already just booked it back to the dried mushroom and bug jerky room. I just we'll, we'll just be a few minutes, Koba. Cash says, who's unaware of what's happening outside. <laughs> Koba mutters what is probably a relatively obscene Doug curse <laughs> that Spaghetti. likely no one else can understand. But who knows? Oh, that that was rude, Koba. <laughs> Apple taters. <laughs> Do you, Look, you know, if you're not back here in a few minutes, I'm leaving. They're not wrong. We should probably take this moment to gather supplies and tools and things. Uh, we can move this. Can we move the speeder on board? Yeah, I'm figuring that you'd be able to. We can move this, the speeder on board. Um, maybe not be banned from all... Uh, was this Spurts or Spenterprise? I think it was Spenterprise. Or was it Spavis? Spavis, that's one that we Maybe not get ourselves banned from every Spavis in the galaxy. Uh, you know. Yeah, I've uh, heard of a bounty hunting crews doing that before. It's not a, not good in the long run. You know what else would prevent hey, us what? from being customers at any further rental businesses? Is it death? Death. Yeah, thought you were going to say hey, that. Hey, do you know what that shaking's about? <laughs> it's at that point, like right at that point where everything just sort of has a double shake as if someone is doing a two wrap on a door. Is it, is it shaving a haircut? No, just knocking twice. Oh, okay. Is someone outside? Cash, I'm going to give you a, you, you can either hear the answer to that question or you can go get your stuff. Those are your options. They are exclusive. Decide. Kesh is going to start moving. She doesn't really have much to gather herself. But I do want to... What's the droid's name? Comtria. I do want to find CMT R14 if possible. And maybe alert them of... uh, There's something going on. Um, 
we have a ship now and uh, are going to be departing soon. Are you and the other droids okay here? Oh, oh yes. Um, while we do every now and then have a visitor such as the one that is outside, they generally leave droids alone. And once the four of you have departed, once most force beings have departed, then they're mostly sated. Or they may have to go uh, prepare to hibernate again. Cash looks really confused. But given the time limits, we'll take it at face value. Okay, then. Thank you for all of your help. You're most welcome. And if we ever cross paths again, you're very welcome to stay here. Well, if we ever just teleport in randomly, you've got it. And then she's going to go see if she can help Skip carry whatever Skip needs help carrying to the ship. You know, I had already mentioned last time that Skip had gone through sort of a a stuff overhaul in their bag. And uh, so I think that Skip will just be packing up as much of the dried food as possible to then dash out. As everyone who's... I'm assuming like Hillary's loading the airspeeder onto the transport. Skip is running off to get where all the dried stuff are. Uh, Cash is running off to collect a few things and also help Skip. And I'm thinking as uh, Cash comes through the common area on the way to where Skip is keeping all the things that Skip has been drying out, it's at that point where... It's going to be a one red vigilance check. For whom? For yeah. For cash. Oh, that's good. I'm I'm good at that. Because I figured Koba's sitting at the controls, just getting ready to go back out through the airlock. Am I still near Skip when this happens? <laughs> yeah, I can go with that. Sure. Okay. Uh, the one boost version or the two boost version. <laughs> Uh, if you're not directly just like beside me, then it's not the the two. Okay. All right. So two yellow, two green, two boost versus a red. Three successes and five advantages. Whoa. As you're looking around, keeping track of Skip there, you glance up and Skip had seen two legs going off essentially into infinity. Now you're at a different part of Jurassic Park where you see this large glowing yellow eye that is almost plastered onto the side of that window. Looks like they're trying to look in and it's the fact that it blinks that makes it so that you notice it. I thought all the kaiju talk were jokes. Mm-hmm. Let's hurry. <laughs> it's at that point where you hear it try and tap on the window. It would be thinking that that would be like just wrapping like fingernail on a glass. But it sounds a heck of a lot more loud on the inside. Mm-hmm. I feel like from this camera angle, you're going to see Cash like looking at this with concern and Skip kind of like pop up over her shoulder. Like, just not realizing that this is perhaps a threat, and it's just kind of very, like, jovially wave at, at the, the, hey. the, the big fella knocking. <laughs> then we have, like, Cash taking Skip by the arm and pulling you out of that frame. <laughs> what? How do we know that, you know, they don't want to say hi? We don't. I would rather find out from the security of the ship. Yeah, I guess we I guess we go. Sorry. So and yeah, with that, I'm figuring that there's a fairly hasty packing montage trying to jam all the different dried things into a bag, the other clothes that you had let get unpacked, mm-hmm. the dirty laundry, that sort of stuff. As the two of you are getting out of the cabins that you have been in, you see the little mouse droid that had been going around on uh, its repulsors, 
come to a stop as it's leading a hover pallet that then comes to a stop just in front of the cabin that Skip's in. Hello. Skip's going to ignore the hover pallet and lean down and talk to the Mastroid. Hey, do you want to come with us? Since this is a Mastroid, it doesn't really have a independent head. It does a full body sort of shake no. And then it scoots a little back and then tries to nudge the pallet at Skip. Well, you don't know what you're missing. We're really neat people. And in a burst of binary, it says, this place is home and it needs it. Not sure if Skip understands binary, but... I don't think Skip does. Skip's just going to turn to Kesh. Do you think that was rude? I think Gudge understands binary. From the <laughs> droid? No, I they've been nothing but helpful so far. Um Alright, let's go. I think they're I think they'll be okay. Uh we may not be from the sounds of things. Yeah, so we uh we book it. I think. Right? Uh I think so. Yeah. Uh I think taking the, the pallet the offer pallet with us. <laughs> I'm guessing there's supplies or something we might need on it. Maybe you can ride the hover pallet. <laughs> oh, I, I, I like this plan. <laughs> you ride the hover pallet so that we don't have to. Yeah, and you, yeah, you, you push. I don't need to push. You can push it, right? With your force powers. Or or with her stick. Oh, it just <laughs> It's like I'm rowing. <laughs> like you're pulling. Yeah. Hunting along on your little hover pallet. Mm-hmm. I was about to say, one of you needs to sing, though. Uh, s- skip, skip, skip. This doesn't turn very well. Doesn't turn very well. So uh, Skip will push to the best of their ability this hover thing that Kesh is now riding, and we're going to book it back to the ship. This fancy, shiny new ship. Mostly just because, but I do want to get it. Uh, could I get a one red? It would either be a pilot planetary or athletics check. Uh, from Skip, I take it? I'm Boop. guessing that a boost would be... Can I... Oh, good golly. Uh, I just I just uh... went for it. I rolled a yellow. <laughs> okay. So you did. Two greens and a red, and I got two successes. I regret nothing. I rolled piloting planetary, incidentally. Okay, cool. Skip now now bolstered by the prospect of maybe getting to fly this uh, shiny, shiny ship. As you're running with this hover pallet down the tubes that lead to the hangar, the top of them are now completely devoid of any silt, where when you had landed, they were built up, and you couldn't really see it. Now you can, and you can see this kaiju-sized quarren that's there. And they're squatted down, and because of that, you can now see where their tentacly head is, as it looks to be following the hover pallet through the tubes as it's looking from side to side. They're these very squid-headed looking people. They've got four or five tentacles and a clawed mouth. I feel like there's probably, you know, at the moment where it's clear that Skip and Kesh can see the entirety of what this creature looks like, there is a small pause when Skip just goes all starry-eyed wonder again. I feel like Kesh will probably possibly literally slap them out of it <laughs> to keep going. Depends on how frisky Kesh is. Just sort of like the, the cane on like the side of the pallet, just make a sharp noise to draw your attention back towards her. Right. Faster. And keeps keeps trucking it. Yeah. Shortly thereafter you get to the ship. Hillary, I'm thinking, has just finally gotten the air car into the ship. It's a pretty tight fit, but people are able to move along the sides of the vehicle as well as get past it. Do the two of you start to try and unload it, or are you just racing in with the pallet and just driving the pallet up the ramp? I feel like probably just driving the pallet up the ramp. So as they hit the ramp, is either Hillary or Koba hitting the close button? I'll close this up, because I will have gotten board and, and hopped out seeing them coming mm-hmm. rather slapdash and be ready to, to shut the door because I imagine Koba's kept the PA on and has been like yeah. 
You've got 30 seconds. Kobo, we're on. Punch it. Uh, Skip, you come take the controls. I feel like probably Skip was our, like, like, okay, so my impression of this situation is probably that Skip gets Kesh and the, the hover lift thing up there, but then immediately just drops control of that and starts booking to the the cockpit because Skip's intent is to ask if Skip can pilot it. Oh, Koba hops out of the pilot seat the moment Skip enters the cockpit. He was he was there in case somebody needed to fly us out of here like right now immediately for some reason, but Skip is the better pilot, so when we have the luxury of time. Skip's gonna kinda skid to a small stop for, for a moment. Uh, oh, that was that was a lot easier to convince you than I thought it was gonna be. Piloting isn't exactly my forte. But you do have defensive driving. Yeah, but this isn't driving, it's piloting. Skip is gonna happily hop into this this pilot seat. This is just a good day for Skip. Kobo will shift over to are there weapons controls in the cockpit? I assume yes. There's a full of gunnery station and I'm assuming that there's also some from the co pilot seat would also have some gunnery capability. Yeah, Kobo will probably get the the co-pilot seat then um, to to help pilot slash shoot if we need to. Do we do we have safety belts in these ships? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Skip's gonna strap in. I may have the the reckless trait, but Skip still takes driving safety seriously, kids. <laughs> the more you know. Click, click every trip. <laughs> so, have you, 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 you saw that thing, right? It no. was knocking. I'm just in a hurry to leave for some other reason. Well, well how do we know that it doesn't want to talk? I suppose we don't know that. How do we know it doesn't want to peel our ship open like a tin can? Just because something's big doesn't necessarily mean that it's mean. All right, I'll keep the intercom on as we go. Is that will that help? Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess I'll start piloting us out. I'm not gonna go to, like incredibly fast or anything. Like Skip, Skip is not feeling the sort of like urgency of this situation because Skip does not know whether or not this creature is hostile. That's pretty fair. Doesn't take much to actually get the ship up into the airlock again, mm-hmm. which is about the only way to leave this facility with a ship. There are lights and a actual automated departure system where turn the cockpit this way, follow the lights, and it will then guide you on how to get out of the hangar. As you're turning towards that, you can see CMT. They're waving with both of their hands, just the biggest wave that they possibly can. Almost looks like they've somehow extended their arms a little as they wave goodbye. Then you go up into the airlock, which then just floods with water. The air gets pushed out from the top. And water comes up, and you hear a little bit of creaking coming from the ship, but it seems to be very watertight. Then the door above opens. The lights start doing their progressive thing going up. You rise up, and there in front of you is the face of this giant Corin. While still moving upwards since Koba indicated that he had left the PA system on, Skip is just going to uh, call out a sort of greeting. Not the universal greeting, however. Just just a greeting. Hi there! We're gonna, we're gonna go, if that's alright with you. And see how they react. They are going to attempt... You can see one of their hands moving up and attempting to grasp the side of the silver shell. Okay, fine. 
<laughs> Kobo was right. And I'm gonna try to get out of the way and book it off this planet. In that case, can I get a... Well, we will start with a pilot space. Yeah, a pilot space roll that is one red and one purple. Okay, I am also going to use enhance for my piloting space. Here. Oh, and it would also have two setback. Okay. On account of... Actually, it should be three, because one for environment, two for native handling. Okay, okay. Okay. Uh, so I need to, in addition to rolling my yellow, green, green, I also need to roll my force to figure out if I can do that. Uh, I'm also going to... Okay. I'm just going to roll all this stuff and then talk about how it's going down, because I've got a lot to do here. Okay. Hmm. With the way this shakes out at current, I have one failure and one threat, but I do have four light side points. Um, but I can only... You can only do it to a maximum of one for enhanced piloting space, right? Is it each, each point can be a... Each point can be a success. Okay. Or a advantage. You get to choose either success or advantage. So in this case, it would be like four more successes. Yeah. So okay. you can't like split them up, but yeah, the, you could get four successes off of this. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna four success this. I'll, although, actually, what I would really like to do, since I know probably more stuff like this is coming, is I want to set aside a die. I'll, I'll, I'll deal with that later. Okay, so yeah, four successes. So that'll actually uh, turn the whole thing instead into three successes and a threat. By the force, you're able to get the uh, ship to dodge out of the way of the giant's hand as it's coming to try and grasp the side of the ship and able to turn and start going away. You then feel a a tug on the ship as you're trying to go up, it feels for all intents and purposes like you're in a tractor. As much as you're pushing the throttles forward, as much as they're able to go forward, the ship itself doesn't seem to be making any progress. Uh, Kobo, were you experiencing this when you were flying it earlier? It didn't quite catch us before. Alright. And here is where I'm just going to make a note that I am going to commit a force die to agility uh, going forward. So I'm going to try and treat this like a normal tractor beam, though, to be honest. In all my years of running Star Wars, I've never used a tractor beam. <laughs> what I'm going to go with is that this is going to be a tractor beam, or the equivalent of a tractor beam. It's actually using move to hold you back. Mm as it's reaching out its arm if anyone's looking at the wonderful uh, viewport in the top of the ship to look back and see what's going on or at the gunner station the difficulty on that is a four purple check four purple piloting check to try and dodge or yank it or do some inspired bit of maneuvering at least that would be the base plus the three setback for one being underwater, two for handling. If people are wanting to come up with other things, I am very open to that. Well, I mean, I say say give this a shot. If it doesn't work, then uh, we will reevaluate from there. I mean, they are also at close range if someone was wanting to attempt to shoot them. We can do both at once or what have you. I feel like it makes narrative sense for for shootings to start because if 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 Skip is you know trying real hard to you know get out of this not quite a tractor beam, then maybe it would make narrative sense for Cobra to step in. Yeah, I'm uh, happy to take a few shots. Swing the guns around. I forgot we had guns. I mean, I assume we have just like a. Dorsal turret. Dorsal turret, yeah. Which yeah. has uh, twin light laser cannons. So that's, that's stock. You'd have to yep. have gone out of your way to remove them. And this being Star Wars, who removes guns? Yeah, I mean, even if you're even if you're a completely legitimate 
peaceable freighter, you at least want defensive weapons for pirates and stuff. So. And this one's all chromed out. Shiny. Yeah, which means you're more likely to get pirates. Okay, so what's the difficulty look like for swinging around the dorsal turret and... Uh... I'm going to use a point to make it one red and one purple. Ka-chow, right. ka-chow. Two failures. Woo! Firing some warning shots across their bow. I, I think in this case, bow you mean by bow you mean I guess they don't actually have a nose, do they? I have I have an idea. Yes. Is there any chance we have like at least a temporary barrier that if we open the side of the ship and maybe let a speeder fly into its face, we won't get flooded? Mm-hmm. We could probably close another bulkhead door aboard the ship. The cargo bay or wherever the speeder is is going to get flooded, I would think, but maybe not the rest of the ship. Yeah, what Christine said is what I'm thinking. Okay. Now, I'll assume once, once we got cash aboard and they were getting us off the ship, that we were starting to pull the normal, like, get our stuff put away. Mm-hmm. Kind of like, you know, get the supplies into the supply area, that kind of thing, which leaves mm-hmm. just like the pallet and the speeder in that storage area. Mm-hmm. You know how when you're pulling something with a motorized vehicle and there's there's resistance, you hear the change in the tone of the engine? Yeah. Yep. I'm, I'm thinking we're, we're going to hear something like that. And Hillary, since the PAs are on, is going to be like, what's going on? It's not a good sound. Honestly, I don't even really know where to begin explaining what's going on. It's not good, though. It's holding us back somehow. Mm-hmm. I'm trying. Uh, did you try shooting it? Yes. Griff. Uh, the... I, I, I know it's bad if you're recommending shooting. It's... Did you see the thing? Yes, yes, I saw it, Hillary. I can't explain it, but I saw it. We were in the water with that. It's terrifying. Why were you in the water? Cash, how do you think we got the ship? Cash, get get out here. Go, 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 go. Go. Um, what, what are you going to do? I'm going to try a distraction. Cash makes a face at you. <laughs> and then I think she's going to um look around here. Is there anything that could act as like a makeshift rope or something? I'm going to go with many, many things could act as a makeshift rope. Like maybe some rope? Well, rope yeah, or something, like cargo strapping or something. Yep. I'm going to hook part of it to like Hillary's belt <laughs> and hook part of it to the bulkhead. Did you just put me on a leash? Look, because if you get sucked out of this ship, then I have to go after you. And I'm a it's very not, poor swimmer. It's not swimmer. going to happen. Go sit. Take yeah. this. And he, he shoves one of the boxes of supplies into your hands and pushes you. Okay. Grumbling Cash will uh will leave that that area. I'm going to turn off the parking brake. And is there by any chance a door I can stand by in there where I can hit the release button to open the cargo door and then shut the door in front of me quickly? Or do I need to be standing next to the cargo bay door to shut it? I'm going to go with Thicia have to be close to the cargo bay door to shut it. Is it a button or is it a switch? It really feels like it should be a switch. Like a lever. All right, we can do this. Uh, Hillary is going to detach the rope that's around his belt and from the bulkhead, and then he's going to tie it onto the switch and loop it under like a hook or something below it, and then go as far away as he can before he yanks that rope to flip the switch down and then run behind through the door behind him and shut it. This feels like it should either be a resilience or an athletics. Just on account of there's a lot of actual physical exertion for it. It just doesn't feel like a coordination type thing. Before I even asked, shut down <laughs> in my prime. That's fine. This is not going to go well. This is why I was trying to tie you to a bulkhead. Yeah, but that's okay. I needed the rope for something else, and uh-huh. I'm going to run, uh, hopefully. How close do I actually get to the door? I'm figuring that this is going to be an average check. Okay, do you folk mind if I flip a point? No, by all means, do it. <laughs> all right. So Hillary really, really quickly MacGyvers a distance option, makes sure the parking brake is off, and then yanks, turns, and runs. So this does sound 
Like it should be actually. Sorry. Should be actually what? Should have been a red. I mean, I will happily re-roll with a red. Yeah, it feels like it should be a red on account of it is dangerous. <laughs> That's all I needed. It was one success. All right. So, though, I do want to get a average... I'm guessing it's going to be agility on account of Hillary would not have any ranks in gunnery. Or pilot space. Because those are the two skills I figured that trying to get the it to actually hit. But Hillary does have a good agility. Yeah, Hillary does have a decent agility. Well, I figure it's literally a tractor beam or suction. Wouldn't it just pull whatever comes out at itself? Well, this is coming out from the bottom, so... I was also going to toss in a couple boosts for that. Okay. How well it hits, that sort of thing. It's also, I think, using the force, so it's actually not... It's not like a vacuum, right? Okay. Move is directed. Also, I'm sort of using this role as a quality of how well it hits, as opposed to just if it hits. All right, so just agility? Yes. Average? Yes. Boosts? I'll go with a boost, sure. Boost. Singular. Bam. Three success. One advantage. At this point, I think Cash is about the only one who can actually see it. Well, Cobblewood through the electronics for the turret. The one bay floods. The car itself gets flung out through the now open ramp. Goes sailing backwards. The ship itself seems to get a little bit more purchase as it starts to move away. And then the airspeeder hits the outstretched arm of this gigantic being. They bring their arm back, and it's at that point where, because I'm figuring, well, no, to maintain position, Skip would have had to have gone uh, pedal to the metal. It's now just flying forward, as close to flying underwater as he can get, and straining to go up. You can start seeing a little bit of natural light percolating down. And then off to the side, you can start seeing like tidal power windmills and a few corn settlements that are down on higher cliffs. And then you can also see some Moncal cities that are poking down from the surface. It takes a fair amount of time to go from the bottom of the Moncal Ocean to the surface and you get the entire underwater civilization for it as you go through. With rippling-ness, the water breaks away, sweeping off of the cockpit window, and then you are flying in the sky of Moncal. Well, you were right. <laughs> they didn't want to be friends. Thank you for listening to this episode of Heroes of the Hydean Way. You can find show updates on Twitter at The Hydean Way, and you can find me, Ben, on Twitter at Deuterium Ice. You can find me at Twelfth Night. That's one, two, TH, and Night with a K. And I'm Ace Picarito, uh, A C E P I K O R I T O. You can find me on the Twitter land over at Ren Out of Time. Oh, and, and you can find me over at Twitter Sky. As Leslie GS. <laughs> we are all at thehidianway.com, where you can find previous episodes. You can find more episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Plus, you can help us out by rating, reviewing, and subscribing. We're also on Facebook as The Hydean Way. You can holocom us at heroes at thehydeanway.com. If you like what we do and want to support the show, you can find us at patreon.com slash thehydeanway. And if you want to send us some credits to make up for the uh, insurance issues we're going to be having in the near future, shoot us a message over at ko-fi.com slash the Heidian way. And this is the person who was talking about spreadsheets seconds ago. I think that was that Ren person. Mmm, fair.
It's hard to he, tell. We're, I'm having we're, a really hard time balancing the voices tonight. We're, we're pretty cramped in here with all, what, nine of us? <laughs> yeah. Nine? Yeah, we're, we're talking about you too, Ben. Uh, but the uh... thing is, if we are who we are, plus who we aren't, who is Ben then? But everyone else. That's so many people. P- pretty it just much got it. a lot more cramped. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> We're gonna need a bigger station. Of course, I don't show up. Um. Oh gosh, yeah, red and purple, totally blank. I would have been totally happy with a red game cancel and a despair showing up. Um. Of course, you would have done. For this, yes. <laughs> oh gosh, now I'm having flashbacks to Paul and I using the pallets at the storage unit place last week. <laughs> uh, yes, Paul wrote it. Anyway. <laughs> the pallet or the pallet jack? The There's just yes. these like uh, cart things at the storage unit that don't turn very well. But uh, mm. <laughs> I can't we imagine took, they would. We took turns. We took turns writing. Okay, I completely didn't catch that earlier. I, for some reason, thought that they had found some other Gathrock on this place. Not ours. I didn't realize. Nope. Uh, this is a chrome one, I believe. Yes. This is probably the only chromed out Gathrock that there is. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's really who would chrome out the turtle? Okay, I would absolutely. I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean you, you you did right. It's right here, Ben. 